Hello and welcome to this week's Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. We have another jam-packed show for you this week. Reaction from last weekend's camogie, as well as the All-Ireland Junior Football Final and the Senior Football Semi-Final. We'll start with ladies football and the results from the weekend. The All-Ireland Ladies Junior Football Final, Vermanagh 2-9, Wicklow 12 points. Vermanagh return to the Intermediate Football Championship for 2021. And after the game, Sports Talk's Tom Brown caught up with Vermanagh manager Johnny Garrity, Captain Courtney Murphy and star forward Emer Smith. I'm here with Johnny Garrity uh, just after uh, claiming the Junior Football All-Ireland. Just sum up what is going through your mind right now. Uh, relief to a large degree, but pride is my overriding feeling in the, uh, in the team, in the players, in the backroom team. Um, everybody right from uh, you know our sponsors or uh, people that have helped out in any way definitely for the people at home in Fermanagh and uh, most importantly the players who put their heart and soul into it I'm just uh, overwhelmed with pride and after the defeat of last year it's easy to say oh we'll be back here next year but you can really see in the warm up how vocal the girls were and the intensity that they were bringing that they were up for this game yeah there was a hunger inside them that's been burning for well over 12 months now and and, um, you know, it was all focused on number one, getting back to the stage, but number two, taking advantage when we were here. And uh, I'm just delighted that on the day it worked out according to plan. And there was a lot of talk about Wicklow and the build up to this uh, from ourselves because we were, we were at the Wicklow semi final and they were blistering in that game. But you seemed to have a game plan that just kind of nullified their half forward line and uh, took out their inside threat. Yeah, look, we, we're happy with the, the, the players that we have at our disposal. And, and once you um, get your matchups right and get the energy right um, and uh, they, they adhere to a system of play that we've worked on and that we've trained for, then uh, it maximises your chances of. Uh, getting the right result and we're delighted that that's happened today but um, look we knew that yes Wicklow were, were blistering in their semi-final and were fantastic all season credit to them for that but um, th- that was irrelevant to us you know we weren't playing against them in the semi-final and uh, you know we were just worried about uh, about ourselves and I'm delighted that uh, it's worked out for us and after kind of letting them back in in the second half uh, I commentated in the commentary that you kind of went hybrid in for uh, 15 minutes but then all of a sudden uh, you were back four points up after they coming back level yeah well we thought we'd make it exciting for the spectators um, no look we, we obviously would have wanted to keep a, a gap between us and them and, and add to it but the credit for that has to go to Wicklow who, who wouldn't lie down today and um, we couldn't get rid of them at all right up to the final whistle so they deserve immense credit um, they're a fantastic football team and I've got absolutely no doubt that with, uh, with this experience that they'll be back and they'll be very hard to beat in the junior grade next year and I know you wouldn't have been thinking of this earlier on in the season but a Christmas uh, All-Ireland Championship win how are you going to celebrate yourself over the Christmas? Uh, I might have a mulled wine or two maybe just to keep it festive but um, you know we, we haven't really thought past this game to be honest um, we, we don't, I don't even know what's happening you know on the road home or tonight or anything we haven't even looked at it and obviously anything that we do will be uh, according to guidelines and, and regulations but uh, we're just delighted to be in the position that we're, we're in now and uh, we can enjoy it over, over Christmas it'll be nice to have a few weeks off and, and just bask in the glory yeah it's great you played a fantastic brand of football uh, and on TV on TG Carr. the people of Fermanagh are very proud of uh, their Fermanagh girls today 
I hope it's brought a bit of pride and I hope it's brought, brought a bit of happiness because it's been a tough year and um, it's, it's been tough in every county and we know that in Fermanagh as well there's been there's been people that the, that's had the virus, there's been people affected um, due to having to isolate and, and uh, it's been difficult for people out of work and everything so uh, even if it brings a wee bit of happiness even for a day or two, look, it's over, we're over the moon, we're over the moon. And I know it's early days and it's just after winning all Ireland, but you must be eager to get going at intermediate level next year. What is your plans for the coming season? Well, we haven't even looked at that, to be honest, but uh, uh, look, I think tonight we we enjoy. Um, we enjoy for the next week, maybe. Um, I think it's important to, to uh, just bask in the glory of what we've achieved. And... Uh, and I suppose next year will be just around the corner as well so there isn't long to wait Well Johnny from all the sports talk fantastic game great win and uh, congratulations Thanks man Well done Johnny Thanks I'm just here with Captain uh, Courtney Murphy after claiming the Junior Football uh, All-Ireland here in Parnell Park Courtney just sum up that and uh, what's going through your mind right now as regards like this All-Ireland I know we talked about it in sports talk for a, a long while now but you actually claimed it there today It's just unbelievable like Pride is just one of the things that's come in my mind. Like obviously I wasn't playing today, but I was just so proud of what the girls done and the girls that came on as well. It was just unbelievable. Like and fair play to Wicklow, they really put it up to us. We knew it wasn't gonna be easy. We got a really good start on them. We kind of they came back at us in the second half and we were just so lucky that we held out in the last there. Like Smurf and I think it was Roe catching it on the end line in the last ten seconds it was just unbelievable. Like, and after last year's hurt, we were slightly late getting here, but we could hear you in the warm-up from out in the car park. Uh, you were really amped for this game, and uh, you got a great start. Yeah, yeah. I think the experience of last year definitely was something in the back of our minds now. And we knew that uh, we couldn't let the occasion get to us today, and I think it was just all about the football. And we didn't get too uh, far ahead of ourselves. We got our good start, got ourselves, worked ourselves into the game. And as the game went on, we kind of looked a bit more comfortable in ourselves. Different players stood up, and it was just a really, really good team performance. Yeah, and we talked Wicklow up with Warsaw in the build-up to the game. But your game plan kind of just stifled out there, half-forward line and their inside line. Credit to the management and to you for uh, coming up with a game plan to defeat them, especially after being beaten in the first round. Yeah, I think everyone had us as, uh, or had Wicklow as favourites, so I think that kind of suited us maybe today. And lucky enough, we really did. The defenders held out their full forwards, forward line so well, and even the half backs we defended like dogs and we just didn't let them get a start on us or get the, the pace in front of us because they do have a lot of pace and lucky enough we just kind of hung on there today and it's just unreal and how will you celebrate then tonight i know it's difficult times and different different times and different circumstances you are going to be celebrating some way tonight yeah i think we are limited in what we can do and obviously we'll um, adhere to the restrictions back at home but we will enjoy it and i think uh, it's a bit unfortunate we won't be able to enjoy it with all our friends and family but look we were down here today ourselves and it was all about the team so we'll enjoy it as a team now tonight and the good thing though with uh, TG Carr in 20 years they got to see you on TV there tonight yeah that's always a bonus now look you know or my own family were really disappointed not being able to to watch it and uh, lucky enough my sisters in Australia were able to catch it on the TG Carr player so look it's great that we are publicised out like that there for these games well Courtney congratulations on a fantastic victory enjoy the, the Christmas turkey and such a uh, we can rest up and win well now. Just here with Emer Smith, uh, fantastic from freeze, especially in an All Ireland final. Uh, that was a fantastic performance. Yeah, I suppose uh, Wicklow were a super team, so we knew we had to kind of come to their level and maybe one above their level. Um, but yeah, no, we were delighted. 
uh, we had a good performance, especially in the first half, got off to a good good start. And thankfully, whenever Wicklow came back at us, I suppose we just responded to them um, and just kind of kept them at arm's length. Thankfully, and we got over the line. And you were pretty lively and vocal in the warm-up. After last year's hurt, they were going to come and you are going to claim this. Actually, today, you weren't going to be uh, left wanting. Yeah, definitely. I suppose we probably used that as a motivating factor for us, uh, just training throughout the year and over the lockdown period as well. We got in a good bit of work and, yeah, definitely just the hurt of last year didn't probably leave us and we're just so happy to get over the line today and for yourself winter free taking isn't uh, that easy uh, but a lot of practice goes into that and uh, you really stepped up to the mark today and got some crucial crucial scores for your team yeah i suppose free taking it is like that's my part of my role on the team and i'm just happy to do that for the team and um, thankfully right few of them went over today but yeah i suppose the work of every get, like winning the freeze and stuff puts us in that position uh, to push on um, and thankfully they went over there. How are you going to celebrate over the Christmas period? I don't know, uh, we'll see how it goes. I, to be honest, I haven't even thought about that far ahead. Uh, we're just delighted to get the win today. And just a word for the Fermanagh people uh, watching at home uh, on TV, getting to see you lift the Ireland final trophy uh, finally. How will you sum up what they're feeling at home right now? So probably just uh, probably a bit of relief getting over the line, I suppose, getting up and, and playing intermediate championship football is where Fermanagh wants to be. I'm sure they're Everybody's proud of us at home and yeah, we're just really happy to get over the line for them. Well, thanks very much, Emer, for uh, talking us today and well done today. The All-Ireland Senior Football Semi-Final, Cork 217, Galway 13 points. And unfortunately, what happened before the game overshadowed a great win for Cork. Then you changed that morning from Parnell Park to Crow Park and the throw-in was brought forward by half an hour. Cork had stayed over the night before in Dublin while Galway travelled up that morning and it meant that they had only a few minutes to warm up in Crow Park. And I got the views of former Mio Ladies manager Frank Brown. Yesterday was meant to be a massive game for the Cork ladies and Galway ladies and All-Ireland semi-final. Yes, we never envisaged that, you know, the weather would make Parnell Park pitch unplayable. But the way things were dealt with after that, a bit of a mess up. I suppose the way things were dealt with and then the way things have subsequently been dealt with in the aftermath of today as well, kind of, I suppose, is raising an awful lot of questions. And look, Denise, we're all on the same page here. We all want to see ladies' sport prosper, you know. We all want to see men's sport prosper. At the end of the day, we're all GA heads, you know. We yeah. really enjoy what we're doing. And nobody takes any pleasure in coming on to talk about a negative situation. I certainly don't. And probably, Denise, as you know, one of the most positive person people you'd ever meet, yeah. you know. And all Right, but yesterday, look at from a week out. Yesterday was was a disaster waiting to happen, and we can say there was a lot of factors came together. Yes, there was, there was, you know, right from when the game was supposed to be in Limerick, and then Limerick said, "Well, yeah, the girls can't go in because the boys are playing." Right to this morning, where we had, you know, the president on on on, on a radio show saying, you know, we were delighted to get into Croke Park. It was almost like. The girls can come in and play now, but when the boys come out, you have to go home. You know, like, that's what it just, you know, to me, that's what it was saying. And all the work we're trying to do about elite performance athletes and, you know, come and see the games, the spectacle and all, you know, an awful lot, because an awful lot of that was undone. And as usual, Denise, the ones who suffer are the players. Exactly. And the management teams. You know, they're the people who, who suffer. Because I know from being in a dressing room in that situation, Denise, every minute you're trying to account for you know, I'm going to do this, you know, with 18 minutes to go, I'm doing this, with 16 minutes we're doing this, you know. It's down to that margins, you know. And I know that Tim and, 
if Easter would have had to plan in place around Parnell Park and even more so these days with the Covid restrictions and entry to the ground being limited and you can only come in at this time and go to this place and that place there would have been you know there would have been you know, almost I suppose the end about in terms of the timings and the preparation and suddenly a hand grenade got lobbed into the middle of it all then which you know you can and you can't and I actually feel really sorry for the Corkers as well because it's after taking the shine yeah. a really really good win and a really superb performance a very focused you know, very thorough very resilient performance you know it's after taking a little bit of shine off them qualifying for an All-Ireland as well I found that, and I didn't really like it, that the LGFA kind of put the blame nearly on Galway, you know, that it was nearly their fault. But I was talking to a few Galway journalists there yesterday, and they were saying that in the previous two games, they had arrived at the venue too early and weren't allowed in. So basically, they had timed this. And then I've seen remarks, well then, why did Tim go ahead with the team meeting when you should have went on? But if you're going to have a team meeting, how you go, you're not on the bus now. You know, players are are travelling up individually. So it's very hard to do that and even stand over. 100%. You know, it's not like normal times. To be honest with you, coming from a managerial point of view, mm. a comment like that is ridiculous. You know, you have your routine, you have the players have the routine, they have the way you do things in the lead up to the game, you know, you've been working on that all year, you know, because the players mm. love that stability, you know, that repetition of, of what we're going to do so that we can go out and put in our, our performance. So that's absolutely crucial to the kind of the physical and the psychological preparation in the kind of the hour leading up to the match, you know. You're trying to get the players to take on some water, you're probably trying to get them to try and take on a little bit of food at that stage of the game. And this is all intrinsic at that because at that level, Mason, you know as well as I do, you're looking for an inch, you're looking for 1% to make the difference to get you over the line. This wasn't a league that's game, Frank. This no, was, was a league game. There was a place, yeah. To look at, we'll play it during the week. This is an All Ireland semi final in our Premier Ladies competition, you know, and it deserved, I honestly think, Denise, it deserved more respect. For the love of me, I can't see why. You know, brilliant to get into Crook Park. Of course, it is. We mm. all want to get into Crook Park. But if Mystique wasn't there for him, they would have been all there last year, you know, or, and, and the year before. So that that wasn't an issue. I couldn't see why couldn't we go to you know why couldn't we go out to well in the weekly not why couldn't we go to Port East, Turles, Ennis, Burr, Tullamore. You know, there's five or six different options, and maybe they were explored, and it wasn't a possibility. If that's the case, sure, that's the case. We just have to take that as well as it is. But why not go out to the Centre of Excellence? You know, the Dublin or the GA Centre of Excellence at Abbotstown and play the game there, you know, immaculate pitch is perfect. Because I know players wouldn't give a you-know-what if yeah. it was played in Croke Park or, you know, in the park or in the, in the car park. Yeah. They wanted to go out, prepare and play their game as best they could that they've been preparing for. So the Croke Park issue for the players, yeah, they'd love to play there, but they'd love to be in the all final even more. That's why I was wanting to, to find out from you as a manager, because you've been there before, you've managed teams yeah. in All-Ireland Finals, be it um, hurling or yeah. ladies football, so you know what entails, and I'm sure you've got your little plan of action for the week, you know, the preparation and, and how your training session goes. It wouldn't even be a little plan of action. Mm. It would be, because at the end of the day, you know, I look back to my time in 2017, saying kind of, with the, with the Longford lads there back in 2014, mm. You know, you're between 40 and 45 and there are even 50 people in the middle of your of your back room. The trust of group are moving between your water carriers, your players, your extended panel, your selectors and things. So you have of 50 people. So if each one of them people is a minute late, that's 50 minutes you're after losing. You know, so we were we were pedantic all the time about our timekeeping, about how we were going to do things because those minutes are crucial. Absolutely crucial. And I know that Tim and I know that DP would have had that 
you know, they probably would have done dry runs even to Parnell Park or had somebody mm. do it for them. So their times were absolutely on the bump. That's the level of detail that an inter-county, a senior inter-county level now. And you know, at even senior club level now, you see it in Longford and all the That's the kind of level of detail that managers have gone into. Why? Because they get that, want to get that 1%. They want to improve. And in the overall picture, that's a brilliant thing because the race, you know, we're trying to get better, we're trying to get better, we're trying to get better. And that's a very positive thing. So yesterday, the plan would have been completely and utterly obstructed. One thing as well, when we talk about it and we're going to look at the Galway side of things because it affected them so much because they were travelling obviously up from Galway. They had only less than 10 minutes to warm up. How can you do that? Even in a club game, I see clubs or school games, I've seen them ground, you know, and the corns are put out, everything's put out, they go out, you know. How can you warm up a team for an All-Ireland semi-final? Yeah. And yesterday, probably the temperature in Croke Park yesterday was probably close to freezing all day as well. On top of that, well, it's like it was a warm summer's day, and your your body is reasonably warm anyway. You know, you're coming out of a tunnel there into a blast of cold air, and then you're expecting to go from zero up to 100 miles an hour in terms of your preparation straight away. Sure, that's that's just totally. You know, and I know we we talk about player welfare mm. and player welfare getting the game played, but maybe then you know, I hear a lot of people are saying today to me, you know, maybe Tim Tim should have just, you know, as he said in an interview today, he regretted not walking off. You know, and th- that's hard to do. It's easy for me to say, oh yeah, if I'd yeah. been there, I'd have pulled my players off it. But you're in the thick of it, you're getting ready for an All-Ireland semi-final, you know, you're actually in the event. It's very hard to stand up and say, no, I'm not playing in this. It's for something he'd been working on for a whole, you and Tim's case, for three years, you know, he'd been with that, that call myself. So it's easy in cold light of day to say, ah oh, yeah, you know what, you should have walked off the pitch there and went down to my high moral ground and done that. But when you're in the thick of it there and the game has gone on to me, that's not that easy. You know, it's not that easy no, to make it's that not. hard decision. You've been getting a bit of pressure probably from, from LGFA to say you got to play this game and not that easy to do now, you know. Um, hindsight is a great thing, sure, if we could put it in a bottle and say, We'd be, we wouldn't be doing podcasts, we'd be living in the Bahamas, you know? Th- that's exactly it. I don't like criticising the LGFA because they've done so many great things. But the whole mix-up with it, not even putting in brackets that the LIT Gaelic Grounds was provisionally booked, yeah. to not yeah. having an alternative, we all knew what the weather forecast was like. I was travelling up from Longford yesterday and I even commented and was checking to see if the game was still on because we had freezing fog down here. I, no one knew what Corver was going to do and it's brilliant that we have our games because of COVID but there still yeah. should have been different plans I'd agree you know and, and I mean we, we, there's certain things you can't legislate or we all yeah. know that you know we're like we can't have a situation where if I if it's raining on a Tuesday and I forget to bring my umbrella I'm going to get a call kind of thing you know there's yeah. only so much we can actually plan for but a venue in the middle of the winter not being playable it would be high on my look at Tim, Efi, any of the managers were all for their training. I guarantee all week they had a plan B. That if you know the centre of excellence in Clare Galway wasn't available, they had a plan B on where they were going yeah. to train. Even at that level, and, and you know, I think it's just, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's poor in the salmon fish um, that we didn't have, we didn't have a second facility or. Look at us all came to all. Look at guys, we can't play the game. We're all going to come back under lights and burn each next Wednesday night. Exactly. So, Cork, I'm sorry you had to travel up. Uh, we'll try and do something on your expenses for your overnight for your hotel. I've seen that happen in Kyo Cup games, you know, and you've yeah. probably had it yourself with, with, with yeah, games as well, that a couple of games called off and having to come back and everything because it happens around this time of the year. And the unfortunate thing... It's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. You'd rather do it and have a fair smacking. And I bet you, if you've got Efi sitting down now, Efi would say, 
Yeah, you know, I wish, you know what, it's taken a bit of a shine. I'd love to beat Galway, but I wanted to beat him on a level playing pitch where I knew I was good enough to beat him. That's not easy because he's, he's the ultimate sportsman and he's, you know, he, he would have wanted to win on a very fair playing pitch to say, well, Cork are better than Galway without this kind of shadow of the Galway girls only got six or seven minutes to warm up hanging over it. And the thing about it is as well, maybe we could have organised Crow Park for the two games uh, and all would have been okay. It wasn't shown. That was another thing as well. From our point of view, 20 by 20 has been pushed that you know if you can't see you yeah. can't be and and covering la- and covering ladies sport and that mm-hmm. and I would always do that I was always trying to get to as many games as I can yeah. but in the press yesterday there were just basically set to one side yeah poor all around and a little very bad taste in the mouth as well doesn't it Denise where as you say we're talking about you can't see and be it and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff and look at I, I put up a tweet there during the week saying look at we have to stop paying this lip service we're either going to support the lead athletes or we're not yes you know, we're either going to encourage people to go and see... People go to see Serena Williams playing tennis, not because she's a nice girl, because she's an absolutely ferocious athlete and a brilliant tennis player, and people want to see her in the flesh. And that's the way we need to get to with, with, with Lady Sport in Ireland, too. Because, you know, we had the minister coming out saying that we have to acknowledge that the female inter-county players work every bit as hard and yeah. sacrifice every bit as much. Great. We do, and I know that, and you know that, Lisa, yeah. we've seen it at the coal fest. Yeah. But let's not start, let's stop talking about that now, and let's start rewarding... Perfect interaction. In place. Absolutely, and I think that initiative, the WGPA and the GPA, is a brilliant initiative, but they need to close that and they need to drive that further, you know, and, and because that is the way forward, I keep saying that for GEA people, you know, the GEA, the, the, the ladies football and camogie is not the enemy. It's the other sports that are pulling their talented athletes away. You know, we need to focus on what the AFL is doing and taking away our athletes. You know, because we're all in the same family here, playing the same game on the same pitch, give or take, one or two small differences. You know? So true. But we need, I think we need to close, close our ranks against the outsiders, you know. We've had a great championship. I was at the Dublin Armagh game, fantastic game of football. And even yesterday, you know, the game itself with Cork, some fantastic scores. Orla yeah. Finn back to playing her best Melissa yeah. Duggan scored a great goal yeah. you know yeah. um, we're going to you know yeah. they're under fine yeah, really, really like Saoirse Noonan has uh, yeah. an All-Ireland final and first of all the FEI yeah. uh, Women's Cup final this weekend as well how do you see them doing against the Dubs? Oh, I think, you know, I think there, I think Mick Bohan is an awful lot to think about. An awful yeah. lot to think about. And right from the very beginning, Denise, I know we were talking off record there earlier on the year now saying, you know, I'm really yeah. fancy caucus here because Efi is as cute as the Coleman. Efi is coming back to win the All-Ireland. You know, if he's not coming back to develop Cork Ladies football and all that, he is coming back to get these girls over the line one more time. And that would be in his focus all the time. You know, I, I saw him playing Cavan there. I was looking up to be at that game there with, with, with LGFA and then <clears throat> very, very ruthless performance by them, you know. Absolutely well-structured, well-drilled, one well-put-together. The only thing, you know, the legs and a big pitch in Cook Park, that's where they're going to kind of keep that intensity yes. and that work rate going. That's going to be the question, you know. That's it. Um, though, at least now they can say they've had that game in Crow Park yeah, and unfortunately yeah, not the way they want to really it's yeah it, it is game because it's only when you go in there um frank and i know i've been at Laurie Mar finals there and yeah. schools finals and it's it's you know you small crowd but you still have an atmosphere there yeah, whereas we yesterday the time, so. at least we hear all the time it's just another pitch it's not it's it's, it's it is and it's just it's so daunting frank when there's no one there yeah absolutely 
Yeah, and even more so when there's nobody there. Yeah. You know, even more so when you're looking up to the stands and but like I hear all the time, Astro's a pitch and there's a green pitch and lines and both at the end of it's hallowed turf it is for us that's it's our spiritual yeah. home and, and that's what it is and I think the managers who accept that and embrace that are the ones who will do well in there you, you know rather than just push it under a car we're just going to go play in another pitch no we're not we're going to play we're going to play it. when I was when I was seven years of age and I was hitting the hurling ball on the street in Wexford I dreamt to play in the court park we all did you know yeah. and it's a hallowed ground and we have to acknowledge that I think when we're playing preparing teams to play it Aren't we lucky though? Oh, Obviously our paths didn't really? lead us on to running out on the field at Croker, but you know, your job with uh, managing teams, my job with covering, that we yeah. got a chance to be there yeah. and look at our, the best athletes the in our sport. We're living the dream, yeah. you know, and especially in these days, imagine being, you know, imagine being allowed out to watch a match, a game of hurling, a game of football, a game of Camogie, yeah. a game of ladies football. Imagine I don't realise how lucky I am, yeah, we don't realise, yeah. And how enjoyable it is when you're there, because you, you know, what's seldom is wonderful, and certainly this year, watching the win for Cork sees them back in the All-Ireland football final and defender Erica O'Shea is still only a minor but has made an impression for the Cork senior team. The humble youngster admitted that she very nearly gave up her dream of playing for Cork after failing to make it through underage trials. You've had some 18 months really when you think of it. You won an All-Ireland minor last year with Cork and now you're looking forward to an All-Ireland senior final with them. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh my God, I wouldn't have even dreamed of staying with the seniors at all. It's crazy. I obviously would have loved it, but like I never thought I'd get there. So it's unbelievable to be there. You played under 16, the minor. Did you realise that you were going to make the step up so quickly? Not a hope, no. I never thought I'd get up there. Like I did underage trials and I got dropped for many years. And like I never thought like for like, two years later or three years later that I'd be playing alongside Orla Finn or Martina Brain or Ashley Hutchins or anything. It's crazy to think of it. Are you a type of person that, you know, you will stick at something? Because, as you said, you didn't make it from the trials, but you never gave up. Is that the type of person you are? Well, I did give up for a small bit. <laughs> and it gets me all right. Um, like, I didn't go to training for a month with my club. <laughs> and then um, Margaret Buckley, the trainer at the time, came up and convinced me to go back. But, uh, yeah, no, I got upset because I did it three years and I got dropped every year. So I didn't see the point of it, but I went back after that and I didn't stop again. Was it the advice of Margaret or was the advice of someone else that said, you know, give it another lash? No, it was definitely Margaret. Like, she called up to my house and she convinced me to go back. She told me that it was not going to get to me and that I was a great player and to go back to it. So I did, <laughs> thank God. And your story, you know, it's not unique to you because I know so many people like that, you know, hurlers, footballers, kind of thought, you know, I'm never going to do it and I'm not making teams or anything like that. Like, what is the point? And something inside or somebody says, puts their arm around and says, you know, you are good enough. Yeah, like that was exactly what happened and um, I kept at it then, thank God for Margaret, or I wouldn't have been saying it all. Like, yeah, she was a great influence on me though. From playing juvenile, obviously, to minor, there's a bit of a step up, but you know, not that much. But then going from minor to play as part of the Cork Senior Panel, how did you find that step up? Oh, um, it was incredible. Like, uh, it was, it's obviously a big step up. Like, I was only playing minor um, two months ago and like, the season was still on until it got cancelled so I didn't expect to be with the seniors at all so quick either um, but thank God for that and Easy called me so I was delighted about it but like it's a big step up definitely physically and yeah it's very hard because when you look at your group as well in the ladies you're with your great rivals Kerry 
and then Cavan and, and Cavan of a decent panel and they've always produced um, some good results and you come on against Kerry yeah I came on um, just before half time and that was very nerve wracking hmm. for me because I never thought I'd be like getting a shot to play football for the teenagers at all but um, yeah I was delighted that I came on and it was a very hard match Kerry were a great team luckily our players were just in top form like Saoirse Noonan for example she scored so many goals like she was incredible and all the forwards and everyone was to be fair yeah, because that game, Kerry were after having a very good win over Calvin. You had to win that game. Yeah, thank God. It's never stopped until um, the final whistle. Like, even like the girls, like Kira Sullivan, tracking all the way back to help out in the back, full back line. Like, it was incredible. Like, the girls really wanted to win it. You can just see that in their performance. When your name was listed on the starting 15, how did you feel that you were actually going to make your first start for Cork? Oh, I was in shock. I started crying to my mom first because I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, it was incredible. I just never thought I'd be on the panel even. Like, I even didn't think he seen them would um, put me on the 30s and went 15. So, it was huge. Like, I was just another shock. Well, listen, Evie Fitzgerald has been around for a long time and he knows his football, I think, now at this stage. So, he obviously sees something there. And even yesterday, you know, you didn't look as if a couple of months ago you you were playing mi- minor football. I suppose for a player like yourself coming in there, having those older players that have experience, it does help. Definitely. It does help so much. Like all the players are so like influential on the younger players, especially. like They're just so welcoming and everything. They make you feel like you were just a part of the team for years. But you see, yeah, he's an unbelievable coach. I never met a coach so caring of the team and like their well-being and everything. He's just unbelievable. All the management there, Paddy O'Shea, Connor, uh, Michael, all of them. They're very good and dumb. That helps for players because I think you have to have that respect both ways. You know, if your management team show you respect and care for you, you're going to do the same that you want to do well for them. Definitely. Like yesterday, it drove us on, like thinking that all the lads put in so much work to get us to where we are, that we have to win it for them. That's all we think of, to be honest. They're just a great management. We couldn't ask for any better management to help us along the way. Whatever about a semi-final, you get a chance to play in Crow Park and you didn't know about it until... A, a couple of hours before throwing. Oh yeah, obviously that wasn't ideal. Uh, the change in pitches and everything. And I actually had my studs were broken that morning in my boots, and I never even realised. And luckily, one of the um, management Peter uh, had boots the same size, so I actually wore his boots for the. You'll have uh, to have them for the final now. I know. I know he told me I could no, <laughs> but um, yeah, that was very nerve-wracking as well. Not really, everything was going my way that day. It all worked out in the end, thank God. So the fact that the venue was changed at the last minute did it unsettle you? It did. Yeah, I guess me at the start thinking it was Crow Park. Like, that was very daunting um, for me as a player anyway because I've never played there obviously. No, it was okay after, thank God. That day it was just all about adjusting to what was happening to be honest. Like the time changed, the venue changed, everything was just, just taken as it comes and yeah, it was very hard going but at least we got over the line.
playing in Crow Park for any young person, any Irish person, it's the ultimate dream. Unfortunately, we don't have crowds. So did it make the ground seem so much bigger? Did it on the pitch so much bigger when there was no one there? Definitely. It felt yeah. a bit like a dream. It was kind of eerie. Yeah. There was no one there. But um, definitely it was a help in one way because we could communicate more like as a team. But like obviously the crowds would have been great to have there. Like, it would have been a great experience to just play in front of all those people as well. But it was great. And the fact, you know, literally everything did go right for you. You made a, a terrific start and those two goals really set you on your way. Yeah, thank God. It's the management again were just great at the 15 minute breaks and everything. They were telling us exactly what we should be doing and they were just very good. They kept us all relaxed. It was great, yeah. Obviously Galway have their marquee players. Tracy Leonard is an absolutely fantastic player. Mairead Shoga, she scored three great points yesterday. But defensively wise, you were very good as a unit. Oh yeah, that was definitely down to Ashley Hutching and Roisin Thielen and all the girls in the back line. They were just so organised as well. If I was up the field, Ashley Hutching to make sure I got back in time. She was, yeah, she was very good and she's very experienced. So it was great to have her like, beside me. So it made everything a lot less scary for me, thank God. That's great for someone like yourself that can be able to say that we have players there that are able to give you some advice because you know yourself that probably as this young player that you you think you probably can do way more than you can but these older heads could say well do you know what Eric you have to do this is that what they'd say? Yeah, definitely. Like, they're all so supportive. They they do help me along the way. Like they give me criticism and everything, which is great. Like I need that. Um, but they're very good. Very constructive and, criticism. That's what they call it, isn't it? Yeah, they're very good though. Like they wouldn't say anything bad at all. But we're all just very close, and it's, like, we can say anything to each other at this stage. So it's great. Cork ladies were the the queen pins of ladies football. Who was your hero? You know, some great players play for them. Who was your hero growing up? Oh, growing up, all along, it was definitely Orla Finn. Over the years, watching her in Breach Corkery, like, they were unbelievable. I remember sitting in Crow Park watching the match, I'd say about two years ago, and watching Orla and all the girls play, and it was just it was incredible. And like Rena Buckley's in my crew doing um, physio, and she was obviously a big um, influence on all the girls of my age as well. But it was incredible having people near you that you knew that were on the team team for. It was very influential. You mentioned, obviously, Orla before, so it must have been surreal, your first training session and getting to, you know, train and meet your, your hero. Yeah, it was incredible. I just, I never thought I'd ever, on the same team as, like, the Orla Finn and Kira and Ashling and Duran. I just, it's unbelievable. I still couldn't believe it, to be honest. And you mentioned these players, and they're still young themselves. They've a lot of experience it's a good blend that Efi has. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of like, young players coming up from minor and everything. Like Cyberlary, Bees and everything. It's incredible. There's so many young players that we can nearly make another 21 panel at this stage. Then obviously have the uh, older players as well. And they're just so influential on all of us. They tell us what to do and it's just unbelievable to have them as well. It's like a great mix of bands between two of them. You mentioned about the players coming through and obviously you won the All-Ireland minor last year. The structures must be very good down in Cork will you look at what's coming through the conveyor belt that you do have oh definitely like, we have unbelievable coaches at underage level like John Cleary was a huge influential to everyone he coached definitely and Joe Carroll and Anna Grady and Tom Scally as well which is Emer Scally's father and they're just they were a dream team to be honest their management they were just unbelievable influence all younger players I, I would definitely wouldn't have been the player I am today without any of them it's incredible to have 2020 has been the strangest of years and I'm sure of January you were thinking of winning another All-Ireland minor with Cork 
you never envisaged that you would make a step up. Now, five days before Christmas, you'll be playing in an All-Ireland final against Dublin. Crazy. I even think it's in December. It's yeah. <laughs> just crazy, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I thought the minor season was going ahead. Even in October, I thought it was going ahead. Um, we were training away and everything was fine and suddenly it stopped. And yeah, I, I couldn't believe that the whole minor season was cancelled. I was very upset about it. But um, luckily I had to fall back on. So it was great. To actually now look forward to an All-Ireland final, um, I know obviously you've played minor, but the senior is where you want to be at. Yeah, senior is incredible. But like, minor is obviously very good as it has been a remarkable year when, when you do think of it would you have put more of an effort into the minor then if COVID hadn't have happened than the senior I suppose minor is my own age Yeah, I, I was training away with them and yeah I would have put a lot into the minor but like I don't think I would have had the chance to train seniors as much because I, I couldn't leave the minor girls yeah. at my own age um, so yeah I was training away with them so I don't know what would have to be honest. Funny how things work out when we kind of give out in some ways about COVID. Aren't we delighted that we have have our games? And I know yesterday wasn't ideal for yourself, was it? As cold as it looked, I know when in summer in the press box in Crow Park it, it's always cold so when we were in the stand it was freezing what was it like down on the ground? Oh my hands were numb for me even um, the warm up like it was crazy I was I was not ready for it I didn't expect the cold I had no body warmer on or anything Good. I went down to you it was fine and yeah I was very cold very soon. Now you know what to do now for the 20th don't you? Yeah definitely <laughs> I'll come prepared Like your story is kind of it's something for young people you know don't give up keep at it and uh, your, your dreams will eventually become real Reality. Definitely. Hard work and everything will get you to where you want to be anyway. Camogie. And the results from the weekend in the All-Ireland Premier Junior Final. Armagh 19 points, Cavan 3-7. And after the game, I spoke to Armagh manager Michael Murphy and joined captain Rachel Murray. First of all, congratulations. And as a neutral, what a fantastic game of Camogie. Yeah, a great was, spectacle. Yeah, it was a great, uh, yeah, it was a great game on the... Uh, we knew coming into the match at Cabin was going to really put it up to us and we were you know, very fearful of five or six of our players and they really put on a great performance and after the year they had it was great to see them here and they really put it up to us. They made a great start to the game. You were trailing by four points but that water break, sometimes it works for teams, sometimes it doesn't and you got the momentum after that. Yeah, we the girls sort of knew themselves, they weren't playing well so after the first water break we sort of raised them up a bit and hopefully they'd push on then in the second water after this first half. Like. Cavan, they went... I don't know many minutes without getting a score then they got that third goal and then that was it it brought them back into the game but your girls never panicked no experienced players are like Pierre Donnelly Leon Donnelly they've all played in all Ireland finals Rich and Murray and we knew that they wouldn't panic like under pressure they you know they finished the game well so with a lot of experienced players there and we're sort of banking on them with a lot of young players coming through you know, to make up the numbers like. Obviously Kira will get the plaudits but your defence done very well and especially at the end with Cavan you a goal and they were back in it. Yeah the girls at the end were fantastic but Cavan really put us under serious amount of pressure and it was brilliant you know, to come out with a win at the end. Camogie and Ulster when you look at the four teams it's really really strong and it's really growing. Yeah Camogie and Ulster I can see it I work through the schools and that in the development squads the numbers we have coming through is serious, so hopefully we can all push on now and listen, encourage more people, more children in our ma to go than you know, play, start playing Camogie, lift up the stick and start playing it. You got an early Christmas present, Danny, didn't you? Yeah, we sort of did. It was a tough year for everybody. 
uh, especially for some of the girls in the panel, lost family members and that. So uh, it's great to finish on a high. <laughs> it's great to have our games, though, isn't it? You know, something to keep us going in these dark months. Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, it lifts everybody and the ones at home. When we were coming up the road, there's people stopped in Midland and Armagh and Mad and you know, cheering us on, and you know, everything counts. Like so. I think as well when I was coming from my hometown when I seen all the, the flags and you know the, the, the good luck signs for the teams yeah. is showing you know that this year sport has really caught the imagination of everyone we need something like this yeah sport is fantastic at the minute you know every night at training sessions we have 34 35 girls at training and it's brilliant you know pushing everybody on and then all the support we're getting on Facebook and social media was just fantastic so I'd like to thank everybody at home all the supporters at home for supporting us out all throughout the year and all the ones who bought signs and everything and supported us and well wishes Cavan, you know, they reinvented themselves and a lot of young girls got back into playing camogie. Are you hoping now, with you winning this All-Ireland, that's going to get more girls in Armagh into playing camogie? Yeah, well, we know in Armagh we have a few teams coming through. Our under-18 team next year is very good. Our under-16 team is coming through and it's just hopefully they'll all push on now and aspire to be where these girls are now this year. You're less animated than Johnny Greville on the sideline. No, I like to keep calm, like so. Just were you really as calm inside? No, though? no, I was panicking underneath there, especially near the lot, the end. So it was great to get the win, and I'd like to wish Calvin all the best for the future. I know they'll be back; they're a strong outfit. You can say that was a hard fought all Ireland. Yeah, it was very hard fought, right down to the wire. Um, every single second counted there in the second half, and they really put it up to us. Is there something in you that you don't panic? You know, you were down in the first half, didn't panic. Calvin hit you with two goals in the second half. You yeah. didn't panic. Well, we've lost one All-Ireland, so we don't know that we didn't want that to happen again. Um, the goals didn't really matter. We knew we were always going to come back from them. Just keep the head up and keep going. You mentioned about losing that All-Ireland, and sometimes they say you have to lose one before you win one. Yeah, exactly. We know the feeling of losing. So we knew what we had to do to get over the line on the day. It was, for the neutral, a fantastic spectacle. And it just shows how strong Camogie is at the moment. Yeah, it's very strong, especially at junior level. It's constantly getting stronger and stronger. So hopefully we'll push on now. And you mentioned at junior level, you and Cav, and you've got Antrim and Down competing in the intermediate. You know, it's great for Ulster. Yeah, it's massive. Um, I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't have thought this at the end. But uh, yeah, it's great for Ulster. Start you made. The, the water break came at the right time. Yeah, the perfect time. We just needed that wee second to regroup and go again. You've got lockdown now up there, but I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy it in some ways and celebrate it. Oh, I'm sure we'll celebrate it in days to come. We'll figure it out a way anyway. And in the All-Ireland Intermediate Final, down 4-16, Antrim 2-10. Now, this Saturday evening, it's the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final. It's a repeat of last year's final, Galway versus Kilkenny. Will Galway retain the O'Duffy Cup or can Kilkenny win their first since 2016 after the heartache of losing the last three finals? Throw-in at Crow Park is at 7pm. We'll have all the reaction from Saturday's game as well as a preview to the football finals on next week's show. And keep an eye on Sports Talk's social media pages for all the news and reviews and previews. So until next week, stay safe and slong a fall.